someone graciously sent me this tape, which I preached years ago. The message gave me renewed courage, and I know it will do the same for you. Throughout this week, we have been studying Revelations 14 in particular regarding the three angels' messages. God's last message of warning, of mercy to the world. And today, I would like to study with you verse 14, which is really the conclusion. Perhaps I should begin with verse 13. The three angels' messages have been sounded, and then we find, I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Verse 14. And I beheld, and I looked and beheld a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hands a sharp sickle. What is it going to be to see the face of Jesus? For there is no other message to be given to this world. The message of God's last mercy is now being sounded, and as a result, Jesus is going to come. And I believe with all my heart that I'm looking today into the eyes of some here that are going to see him come. I do not believe it is a long way off. Every predicted ingredient in prophecy that Jesus was to come and what would take place just before his coming is now transforming before our eyes political corruption, financial disaster, fantastic weapons of destruction, a great ecumenical movement producing a false revival which men claim to be God, claim to be following God but openly defy him. They are placing tradition above the law of God. They're proclaiming a revival without any repentance, without any transformation of life, without any obedience. They are claiming that all you have to do is to believe, that all you must have is a faith which is a presumption, that there is no longer any moral standard. These are the things that God told us would happen. And so in a day, just like our day, the day in which we are alive today, when people are buying and selling, and building and getting married, a day of uncontrolled crime, when men's thoughts are continually evil, something is going to happen. Suddenly there's going to be a darkness that's going to come to this world. Perhaps it could be best explained like the darkness of old Egypt, for no one has ever seen anything quite like it. And in the darkness of night as it settles, they will also see something they've never seen before, for you have never seen a rainbow without light. 
but there in the darkness surrounding this world will be a rainbow. Not from hill to hill, from valley to valley, but a rainbow that will span the entire world. And on every little hill here and there and in the valley and by the sea and over the jail, wherever there is a group of those who have decided to accept the three angels' message, there will be a little round circle of a rainbow over their group. Then we are going to hear something that we have never heard since the day that Christ was on this world. For God is going to speak. We will all hear and understand when that great voice echoes through the universe. Look up! We shall be able to look into heaven itself. For God will part the darkness where we are, and there we will see up into the very city of God, and there we will behold that great throne, and we will see God sitting upon that throne. We will see, as we look, Jesus coming in his chariot. You know, man has no conception of the greatness of that throne, miles in width. And as Jesus comes, we will watch in anticipation as he stands before God the Father, and we will hear a conversation that will go like this, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. When we hear those words, the saints are going to give a shout that will encircle the world. It will be a shout uh, the likes that was heard around the Dead Sea, the Red Sea, when Moses lifted his hand and they saw the armies of Pharaoh destroyed. And then there will be signs and wonders. Suddenly the sun will shine even though it is midnight, for the world has been turned upside down. Every law of nature, nature will seem to be turned out of course. The streams will no longer flow. No water will come cataracting down the mountains. The heavens will be filled with angry clouds, but there will be one clear a space of indescribable glory. And it is to this that we will keep our eyes glued. And then we will hear God's voice the second time in which he will answer the request of Jesus when he says, It is done. And there will be a mighty earthquake. Those of us in California know what earthquakes are, but we've never seen anything like this one. There were voices and thunders and lightning, and there was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake, and so great, these mountains over here that we love to go to will shake like leaves in the wind. Great jagged rocks weighing tons will be thrown out into the valleys below. The ocean out here will boil like a pot. Great tidal waves will come into these wicked cities like Sodom and Gomorrah, 
great huge waves engulfing them. Even the mountains will sink beneath the surface of the earth. As great hailstones of ice, 57 pounds in weight, come tumbling out of the sky. Buildings will crumble, nothing will stand. The tempest will roar like a hurricane. Prisons will open, and the saints who have been incarcerated will be set free. Amid all of this that startles and bewilders and wonders, God has another surprise. There will be the special resurrection. Everyone who has died accepting the three angels' message since the year 1844 will be brought up out of their graves to see the face of Jesus. I'm looking forward to that moment. I remember when my mother passed away, I was just a boy, how she loved the Lord. I went to a little school in Los Angeles, Lincoln Park Church School. When I would come home at night, for my folks believed in Christian education, Sometimes I left before the sun was up and didn't get home until after it was down. But when I would walk into that room where my mother was in bed, or just near the bed, many times I would see her having crawled out and on her knees praying for her son. All these godly mothers. I expect to see her then. It wasn't but a few years ago that I stood by the bedside of my father. I've never forgotten. As he took my hand in his, the last words I ever heard him say, Son, I will see you when Jesus comes. Oh, it's a great day just ahead. There will be those there who condemn Jesus. God will bring them forth. Pilate, Herod, the priest, the soldier who threw the spear, the one who nailed him to the cross to see the face again of Jesus. And there will be those rose raised up out of their graves who have been the most violent oppressors of God's truth like Nero some of the popes of Rome all brought forth to see the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ as sheets of flame envelop the earth as the lightning goes from one end of heaven to the other and amid it all God will speak the third time this time he will declare the doom of the wicked. It will be so frightening, it will be so tremendous, it will be so terrible, for there are no words to describe that even the demons and the angels will be terrified. That is the time spoken of in Isaiah when it tells us that men will go into the streets. Let me read it. And in that day a man shall cast his idols of silver, and his idols of gold, which they have made each for himself to worship, to the moles and to the bats, 
Go to the cliffs of the rocks and into the tops of the ragged rocks for the fear of the Lord, for the glory of his majesty when he shall arise to shake terribly the earth. But God will not forget his people. As he sent the star of Bethlehem to let them know that the great event was about to take place, so he will again send a star to give us courage, a star that will be four times brighter than any light you have ever seen in the heavens. When we see it, we will know that it is the hope of our lives, that it is Christ coming soon, that we shall see his face, and we shall sing, and we shall rejoice. And we shall repeat some of the memory gems, like the one found in Psalms 46, 1 to 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. And when God hears his people quoting these promises, you know what he's going to do? He's going to command an angel and say, open up the gates. And when the gates are thrown open, the glory of the celestial throne of God is going to sweep down onto every little group, wherever they are around this world. And our faces will light up like the face of Moses. And then we will behold the greatest theatrical feat that man has ever beheld. As the clouds roll back on a canopy of blue, they will see two hands appear in the sky. In these hands, two tables of stone. And slowly they will open. And there every individual in this world still alive will behold the Ten Commandments. And with a finger of fire from the hand of God, he will trace every one of the Ten Commandments. Can you see? Can you see that finger? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Too late, those who have made gods of their business will understand that God meant exactly what he said. Too late in this world, those that have made gods of sex will understand that God is unchanging. Those that have made money in all the things of this world, then they will see that finger trace, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Oh, I've seen them bow down to wood, to stone, to iron, to mud, to worship. But they will know that God means exactly what he says. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. It's getting so when you go into a filling station today or a place to have your car worked on, you hear nothing but blasphemy. Too late will the world see that God has meant exactly 
that we are to give reverence when we breathe the name of God. Then the world will be startled, for it will read, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy ox, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested on the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Do you know what the people of this world are going to do when they see that? They're going to run to their preachers, we're told. And they said, why did you tell us that the first day was the Sabbath? Look! And they will be torn limb from limb by the members of their church. Honor thy father and thy mother. Too late will the youth of this last generation realize that God means exactly what he says. That in the Lord we are to give reverence to our parents. We are to honor them. We are to care for them in their old age. We are to love them. Thou shalt not kill. There he is blazing out. Oh, the murderer will see. The men of evil intention today. Then there will be a great shocker. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Millions will realize then that the pill does not make it right. Millions will understand then that there is no cause for divorce other than adultery. Oh, they will see, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. Blazing in the skies for all to behold, then God will speak for the fourth time. And he will declare the day and the hour of the coming of Jesus. Oh, our hearts will fill with hope and with joy. Our faces will shine like the face of Moses when he was on the mount. And we'll be watching in anticipation as the hour comes and finally the moment. Maybe it'll be this young lady sitting right over here. And she'll be watching Suddenly she will shout out, I see it, I see it, and we'll all look and we'll see that little tiny cloud about the size of a hand quickly coming towards us, growing in magnitude. First it's so bright that it looks dark and black, but as our eyes become accustomed, we see the glory and the beauty and the wonder of it all. And we begin to see that it's composed of myriads of angels, all the angels of heaven, if you please. And they're riding on that cloud is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords with a rainbow above 
And the music, oh, the glorious music, not the trash we hear today. The music of heaven, not the kind that stomps your feet, but the kind that moves your heart. As we look, we will see the face of Jesus. As we see how holy he is, and we see how pure he is, and how kind, and how loving, how divine, we will automatically cry out, who shall be able to stand before him? And then the music will stop. The earth will stop its shaking. It will be so quiet, every eye of the universe will be riveted on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will stand and look upon those who have stood and made their decision for God, deciding not to accept the mark. And he will say, my grace is sufficient for you. All the angels will lift a note higher. And we will join, and we will rejoice, and we will sing with them as the heavens roll together like a scroll, as the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captain and the mighty men and every bondman and every freeman hide themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and say to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us. Hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? As the wicked are scurrying into their holes, attempting to hide, Jesus is going to speak to the wicked. This will be the sixth time the voice of God is heard. He will say something like this, found in Proverbs 1, 24 and 25, I called, and ye refused. I stretched out my hand, but you would not regard. Ye have said it not all of my counsel, and would have none of my reproof. Can you picture Pilate? Oh, what he wouldn't give at that moment, if only when he asked what is truth, if he had waited for God to answer. There will be the haughty Pilate, he will remember how he smote the Lord, how he jeered. Oh, what he wouldn't give in that moment if he had only done what his heart had told him to do. There will be the man who placed the robe upon his body. There will be those mocking soldiers, the one who drove the nails, the soldier who pierced his side, once again, they will look into the face of Jesus. And the priests, and the rulers who cried, crucify him, crucify him. They will all try to run and to hide as they will be consumed by the brightness of his coming. Until there is none alive except the righteous. And amid the reeling of the earth, the lightning and the thunder and the throbs of the dying wicked. 
Then Christ will speak for the seventh and the last time. His voice will ring out as he looks upon the graves of the sleeping saints throughout the ages. And his voice calls, Awake, awake, ye that sleep in the dust of the earth, arise. And the whole earth will ring with the tread of an exceeding army from every nation and kindred and tongue and people. The living righteous will give a mighty shout as they see the saints come forth. And those who are resurrected will give a mighty shout and together we will praise the God of heaven, the God of life. Oh, wonderful redemption. For in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we will be given immortal, glorious bodies like unto his. Never to have an ache again. Never to have a pain. Never to know a sorrow. And together, those that have just been risen and those of us which are alive will find ourselves leaving this earth Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Don't you like that? Oh, brother, sister, I long for that. Never to be parted. Always to behold his face. For seven days we're going to take that glorious trip past the moon, let man have his rockets, past the stars, past the galaxies by the millions and the billions. Oh, we're going to get a preview of what we shall be able to see throughout eternity. Somewhere along the way, we're going to keep a Sabbath. Oh, that's going to be the greatest Sabbath. Here we talk about it. Oh, but then we shall know. Then we shall realize redemption. Then we shall feel redemption. Then in our immortal bodies we shall know what salvation really is. And we will know that that Sabbath is a sign of the power of God that he has recreated us. Oh, what a glorious Sabbath it will be. And then we will find ourselves drifting down to that sea of glass outside the city. And there with Jesus Christ in our midst, with the whitest of white, with a countenance that is as bright as a noonday sun, with crowns, seven of them upon his head, he's going to do something. He's going to call us each by name. It'll take a long time, but what's time? going to give us each a crown. And in that crown is going to be a new name. Say, wouldn't you like to know what your new name is? I would. And then he will give each of us a harp. And though you have never sung in this world, perhaps not even able to carry a note or play an instrument, Lucifer's, uh, shall I say, the one who followed Lucifer? that took his place, will lift his baton, and when he comes down, we will all lift his baton, 
and when he comes down we will all play the harp and we will all sing and we will all praise him as we behold his face you know one of the songs i think we will sing of course it will be with the celestial music redeemed how i love to proclaim it redeemed by the blood of the lamb redeemed through his infinite mercy his child and forever i am oh glorious redemption you want to sing that with me around the throne of course you do will you practice with me right now try it with me will you redeemed how i love to proclaim it redeemed by the redeemed through his infinite mercy his child and forever i am redeemed 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 by the blood of the lamb redeemed redeemed his child and forever want to sing in that choir believe me and then jesus is going to say follow me single file we'll follow him and he's going over there and with his own right hand he's going to open up that pearly gate for the first time we're going to look down a street of gold straight to the center of that great city and oh what a city 350 miles square nothing in the world can compare and we're going to look right straight down to that great throne and as we come up there Jesus is going to introduce us to the father oh what a moment perhaps he will look around and he will take this man right here and say come with me and you won't be afraid and together you will ascend those steps can you see yourself climbing higher and higher miles into the air until finally you reach the top and god introduces you to the father what a moment then brother he says a sinner sitting on the throne of the universe the very place that lucifer wanted oh the plan of redemption is beyond comprehension that god can take a sinner like me or a sinner like you and someday allow me to sit in the throne Oh lift your eyes my dear beloved to what's coming don't get discouraged in this world keep your eye on the message keep your eye on Jesus Christ what a throne it is you know that throne it says the river of life comes out and that's no little stream 
Ezekiel, the 47th chapter, you'll find that the prophet began to measure it. And as you measure it, you'll find that it's over two miles wide. And then I read of the tree of life, which has a trunk on this side, and over there more than two miles is the other side. That tree must be, for God does everything symmetrical, shall I say seven miles in height? After all, it grows twelve manner of fruit. And for the redeemed to have one every month, the redeemed are as the stars of the heavens. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard the things that God hath prepared. Oh, what a wonderful, thrilling experience. Don't miss it, friend. And then the greatest of all is going to take place. The two Adams are going to meet. Adam, our great, 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 great grandfather. Can you see him there? Sister White says he was more than twice as any man alive today. Fifteen, sixteen feet in height. I don't suppose you could put your arms around those biceps. The giant. And then we behold the lovely Jesus, head and shoulder above him. As they come meeting each other, Jesus takes him by the hand and shows him the flowers from the Garden of Eden. Jesus takes him to the tree of life and plucks it and gives it to him. And when Adam looks around and sees all of his children, sees heaven when he comprehends now what fully has come and he looks into the face of Jesus whom he crucified with his sin he's going to take that crown off of his head he's going to put it down at the feet of Jesus and that great frame is going to fall down and worship but I like what's going to happen Jesus reaches down and puts the crown back on his head and with his mighty arms lifts that mighty giant to his feet and then puts his arms around him and hugs him. That's love. Oh, I want to tell you, my friend, I don't want to miss that for anything in the world. I want to be there by God's grace to his marvelous provision. He has made it possible that all may be saved. Take courage, friend. Keep your eye to that which will happen in your lifetime. For I believe the coming of the Lord is near today. It is not a long ways off. Keep your eye on Jesus Christ, whom I find over here in the last book, next to the last book of Jude tells us in those wonderful voices in verse number 24, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, 
our Savior. Be glory and majesty and dominion and power both now and forever. You want to be there with me, friend? Would you lift your hand and say, God, help me today? Loving Father, take us. Oh, let us never forget what's coming. Let us not be carried away with the things about us today, but help us to see only the face of Jesus. Day by day, meeting with him alone, meeting him with God's people, meeting him in the word, God, help us, thy children, to see thy face. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.